Ideas are everywhere. Welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing, podcast for marketers about advertising, branding, digital strategy, and market intelligence. The many hats smart marketer needs to be comfortable in. Today, my guest is a marketing professor, Dr. Barbara Phillips from the U of S Edwards School of Business. Hi, Barb. Hi. Thanks so much for uh, joining us and talking about death. Yes, thanks for having me. It's a great topic. <laughs> Yeah. So I saw an article in the Globe and Mail about uh, death and advertising and some research that you had done. And uh, I always hear about uh, how advertising is dead, but this is completely different from that. That This is completely different. So our research looks at um, if advertisers can use death portrayals in their advertising for non-death related products. So we've all seen an SGI ad or um, an insurance ad, you know, that talks about planning for the future or drinking and driving. And so that would be for death-related products, but these are for death-unrelated products. So things like paper towels or McDonald's or um, automobiles. And can we use death portrayals in those ads? So could we use paper towels cleaning up after a funeral? Or can we show um, a car being used to carry someone's ashes across the country as their last wish. And so that's the kind of thing we're looking at and looking at is death still a taboo in advertising? Is it something you shouldn't talk about or is it okay to talk about it? Well, this is really interesting because SGI uh, is a client of ours and for a oh. long time we've even sort of avoided uh, until recently even showing or talking about death at all. So. Yeah, and that would fall under, a lot of research has been done on um, public service announcements. You know, um, if you're talking about wearing sunscreen so you don't get cancer or AIDS prevention. Um, and so that would, there's been a lot of research on that side of things. You know, what, what should you show for getting people to change their behaviors in these social situations? But we're talking really about product advertising, packaged goods and um, automobiles. And we're saying, can death be something that you show as just a part of life that um, that helps you sell your products. So how did you go about this and, and what did you find out? Well, so the first thing to remember is that first of all, advertisers are quite scared of using death because they see death as, you know, a, a distressing topic for most people. Mm -hmm. And so they, they shy away from it. And so we wanted to know if that's still the case because our society has become much more death accepting. And so we see that you can see on uh, Facebook, in memoriam pages or other social media, people um, have and um, you know celebration of life instead of funerals. People talk about death more openly in our society now, and so we decided to ask different types of people their views on death and advertising. And so what we did was we picked um, ten people who were in their twenties, and then ten people who were in uh, their sixty-five plus, so seniors. Because we know from previous research that actually seniors are much more death accepting than young people. Young people are more afraid of death and older people have less death anxiety. Oh, so, yeah, so we talked to them and we, but you can't just ask people how they think about things because it's very abstract and they don't really know. So we actually found six ads for non-death related products that use death as a theme and we showed them to the um, consumers and then we asked them how they felt about those ads. And so it was really interesting. First, we asked them what they thought they would think about death and advertising. Then we showed them ads and asked them if they liked those ads or what they thought about them. And the answers that we got were quite different. It's, I'm, I'm actually surprised that you could find six ads. 
Yes, it was very difficult because we had very strict criteria. So they had to be in English and they had to be from Western cultures because obviously different cultures have different ideas about death. And then they also had to be for non-death related products. And the key thing, and this is key, is they couldn't be shocking because we know a little bit about shock ads. You've seen ads that try to shock you. And those ads, there was a lot of research on them. They're, um, they get a lot of attention. They're not very effective in selling. And so we don't really, we didn't want to go near any kind of shocking portrayals. So we tried to find, um, we found a couple ads that were just straightforward, heartwarming portrayals. And then we found um, a, a, some other ads for ads that used what we call distancing. And so these were kind of techniques to make people accept the death in the ad more. So the use of humor, the use of um, non-human characters, and the use of animation. And so we looked at those to see if those would work to make death more acceptable to uh, consumers. And uh, what did you find out? Well, first of all, we found out that people aren't a very good judge of what they will actually like. <laughs> because we, <laughs> asked, we asked the young people, um, you know, would it be okay to put death in ads? And they said, forget it. That's a terrible idea. It will be very upsetting. We would not like it. And we said, well, what if, you know, we used humor or something like that? And they said, oh, that would be terrible. It would be offensive. And then it turned out that most of the young people um, liked all of the ads that we showed them. Um, for the older people, the seniors, we found out that they um, were more open to seeing death in advertising. They felt like it was just more a part of life because they'd have more experience with it. And But then they were very critical of the um, death portrayals because they wanted them to show a tasteful kind of um, ad. So mm. they didn't like anything that was um, too over the top or too funny. They wanted it to be more heartwarming. Um, so they actually had, although they were quite open to it, they were more um, critical of the ads themselves. But overall, what we found is that all of the ads got some positive response from our people, from our 20 people. And um, some of the ads got overwhelmingly positive responses. And so we feel that death is not a taboo in advertising anymore. It's not something that advertisers have to stay away from and avoid. Instead, they have to think about how they're doing it. And so we have some recommendations for that as well. So when you were uh, talking to the young people, was it almost a uh, 100% split between I thought I would not want this and that, or like this, not want this, uh, yeah. to, um, oh, actually, it's okay. Yes. Yeah, so um, none of them could think of a way to show death for a non-death related product that wouldn't be offensive or upsetting. So they just said marketers shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. um, there, were, there was no one who said, oh, yeah, it's a good idea. Um, and then uh, in the... Um, second half, when we showed them the ads, um, as I say, most of them, um, there was one ad, uh, two ads that had a split response. So half the people didn't like them and half the people did for the young people. But the other ones were overwhelmingly people like them, like nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10. So um, it was, uh, yes, definitely uh, very, they, they weren't aware of their own reaction. But that's not um, something that we should criticize people about. Um, you know, when people ask you a very abstract question, you know, do you like this or would you like this? It's hard to know until you actually see what it's going to be like. And then, and then you, um, you think, oh, no, that was really funny or that was heartwarming. And so that's what the difference yeah, especially with something you, you have no frame of reference for. Right, because there aren't any, um, very many at all death ads. So it's all they could think about really was public service announcements, you know, don't drink and drive. So mm. that's very different. So did you find out anything like what, what was good about, um, I guess, portraying death in an ad? Did it, 
is there a, a time where that works or is there a way to do that that would be beneficial to an, an advertiser? Yeah, so definitely a good question is why would you even try it? Because yes, exactly. both marketers are thinking, well, <laughs> what's the point, right? Why I'll just stay away from it. it I don't want to do it wrong. But the point is that every advertiser is trying to cut through the clutter and they're trying to be different and have, um, a, you know, sort of stake out a, a, an area that other competitors don't have. And so if people do think that death is more a regular part of life, then why not show it in your ads that, that your product is just part of, of life? It, and it can be quite um, an emotional, just like a wedding can be very emotional. You know, a funeral can be heartwarming and emotional as well, can be positive. Um, another really interesting area of research is called terror management theory. And it says that when people are exposed to death, and they don't do this in advertising, they look at it more like when you're watching movies or, or um or other TV shows, and you're exposed to death, you think of your own mortality, and the way that you uh, feel more comfortable about having that exposure to death is you buy more stuff. So (laughs) surprisingly, um, showing people depictions of death make them uh, have a, a stronger positive attitude towards products and consumption, and especially indulgent products. And so, um, sort of like, I guess if, if you, uh, you know, you, you, you fear death. It's like, I should buy some stuff while I'm here. So it actually can have some benefits that, um, that advertisers are just starting to look at. So, so there is a benefit to, to putting it in, first of all, to be different um, from your competition, to break through the clutter. And secondly, to, um, to just sort of un, not unconsciously, but below the surface, remind people to buy more stuff. Time is limited. (laughs) That's right. So we do have some suggestions, though, of how to do it well, because we did run into some problems with our ads. So first of all, there's two types of ads. The first kind is just straightforward. You're showing some kind of death. So we had two ads like that, McDonald's and Volkswagen. And McDonald's was a boy asking his mom about what was dad like? So clearly the father had passed away. And um, so she was telling him all about what his dad was like. And they didn't have any similarities. So he was a bit sad about that. And then at the very end, they went to McDonald's and they found out that they both shared a love of um, filet of fish. And so he felt like he had a connection to his dad. So that was the first ad. And what we found was that people really liked the heartwarming story of the boy and his mother. The problem was McDonald's didn't appear until the very end. And so people were really invested in this lovely story about this emotional boy and finding out about his dad. But when it was McDonald's at the end, they were like, what? What? That's that's wrong. That's not what I was expecting. It was too surprising. And so McDonald's should have... um, cued that it was a McDonald's ad in the beginning and then because a death ad is already surprising Mm -hmm. and so it was too much surprise for people and then they felt kind of betrayed or exploited that they'd invested this emotional investment into this beautiful ad and then it turned out to be you know for fast food. Oh that's interesting so they'd almost McDonald's had almost done it too well and people were really invested and then you turned it around and it was a little disappointing that it was wasn't for something. Yeah. They, they said, you know, that's kind of a long way to go for a a fish sandwich. So (laughs) I don't feel that it was that it was McDonald's. That was a problem. I think it was a problem that they didn't know it was McDonald's till the end. So it was surprising. The other one was um, Volkswagen and they did a better job right up front. They, they showed it was an ad for Volkswagen and it was the family taking the grandfather's ashes on a trip across the country as his last wish. 
And so it was really nice, heartwarming. Everyone liked it. So people didn't mind the death portrayals if they showed these family themes, heartwarming, positive messages. But at the very end, the Volkswagen ad had a hard, what we call a hard sell message. So they said, and remember, Volkswagen has seven seat, seats, you know, so you can fit all the family. And the people really didn't like that. So they said, this is a great story. We understand that they're selling the car and it fits everyone in because they showed it. But you don't need to hit us over the head with it at the end. It was sort of like you've, you've set up this emotional story. Just let it speak for itself. You don't need to put that hard sell message into the end. So again, we feel like those were mistakes that advertisers made that made the ads less effective when they were non-distancing. Some brand manager just had to get those features in at the end. Yes, exactly. They were like, mention the seven seats. <laughs> <laughs> show it. So yes, that was a problem. Then for the, the distancing ads, those are easier because people like them a lot. Usually they used humor. So an, an example would be 1-800-CONTACTS and it showed an astronaut in space and he didn't have his contacts in and there were two buttons and he, and he was trying to go to the bathroom and one said bathroom and one said space and he pushed the wrong one and he got sucked out into space. And yeah, so it's funny, right? And so people, but he died, right? Like that's a death. Yeah. But what happened is people, love, everyone loved that ad. And they said, because it's so unrealistic, it's like a cartoon, right? We don't, we're not going to be in space without our contacts. And so that's not going to happen to us. It's not realistic. And so they really enjoyed the humor. So if you're going to use humor, it's great to use unrealistic uh, scenarios or really over the top. Um, everybody liked that. Um, and another thing uh, with, with the humor um, was the non-human characters. So Spectrum TV had an ad that had a werewolf talking to death, talking to, um, I think there was a zombie and a mad scientist. And they were talking about, you know, just as characters on a subway train. And then death reaches over and he, he um, kills someone and he says, unlike your satellite dish, I'm always working, even in the rain. And so, <laughs> so, um, so for Spectrum TV, and people like that because, again, they said those aren't real characters. They're not real people feeling pain. You know, it's, it's more just a funny thing. We understand it's like a fable or a fairy tale. Mm -hmm. So that worked as well. And then finally, uh, one of the ads that we looked at was for um, – Oh yeah, it had the um, animated bookcase. And so it was for recycling, a recycling company. And they had they showed a bookcase dying a lot of different dramatic ways, like it was animated. And then in the end it said, but your bookcase doesn't have to die. It can live on if you bring it to our recycling company. And so everyone liked that ad as well because it's a bookcase. So again, it doesn't have feelings. It was funny. And it again, they felt like that, that distanced them from the death. But we did have one suggestion for these distancing elements, and that is that you cannot distance some kinds of death. So we did have one ad, it was for Volvo, and it had a whole bunch of people dying in different ways. And so it was A, B, C's of death, and so A, they would die one way, and B, they would die one way. And it was uh, funny because it had a jingle and it was a funny song, but then at one point they had uh, one person hanging out with their friends, and it just showed feet hanging. So it was sort of like suicide. Oh. And as soon as that happened, everyone, like they didn't mind when people were getting pecked to death by ducks. They didn't mind when people <laughs> fell and a bookcase fell on them and crushed them. But as soon as you put suicide into an ad, even though it was funny with the jingle, everyone was stopped and said, no, that's, that's not funny. I don't like it. It's too far. And so 
our caution there is that some kinds of death, so I would think murder would be one of them or suicide, um, it, you just can't make it non-shocking. So even if you're using humor and funny jingles and songs, everyone just stopped and said, we don't like that anymore. They shouldn't have done that. It's, it's wrong. And so that turned it into a shocking ad and then people were upset and you know, they just stopped processing it. So we just say there's some things that you just should stay away from. And that's probably definitely suicide or um, probably murder as well. Mm -hmm. Were the, uh, you mentioned the animated ads and it reminded me, I don't know if you've ever seen that Ikea ad where he puts the lamp out in the rain. And it's, I love that ad. <laughs> and they have a second one now where the lamp is recycled. Okay. <laughs> but I guess that's in a sense uh, what you're, t well, I guess in a way it's not really death, but it is sort of that. <laughs> it's like that though. And, yeah. and actually the reason that we thought of trying those distancing elements in our ads was because there was a, uh, research done on Pixar and why Pixar, you know, in Toy Story, why can they show such shocking themes? So Toy Story, if you think about Toy Story 3 in the Great Trash Fire, they have, you know, the toys are going to be destroyed in a big trash fire and it's, 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 um, it's very um, emotional and very upsetting, but it's a kid's movie. So how do they get away with that, you know, in Toy Story? And, and this researcher said that she thought it was because they distanced um, people from the death because it was toys. They weren't real people. And so we thought, well, I wonder what that's like in advertising. So exactly the lamp, the Ikea lamp is a great example of, you know, it's, it's not a person. So you can feel the emotion of it, but it, you're distanced from it. Mm -hmm. So did you, um, did you learn if the ads were, were memorable? Like that, I, I mean, using death, I guess that's one of the objectives would be that you'd break through or that the ads would become more memorable. Was there, um, any work or did you learn anything? Yeah. So that's one thing that we couldn't look at because we made the people watch the ads. Right. So, you know, if you, um, so what we say for future research though, is now it should move more into an experimental setting where, you know, you maybe show people a whole bunch of ads. They don't know what the topic of the research is. And then you see which ones are more memorable or which ones, you know, they, they can remember the, the main message of the ad. Um, and so we feel like that would be the next step, but because we force them to look at the ads, then we can't really say if, you know, how, if they break through the clutter. And so um, that would sort of be the next step, I think, for the research. And um, was there, was, was there, going forward, would you have any recommendations for marketers or advertisers that are considering this? Well, I definitely think you can do it. So first of all, just our main takeaway is that death does not seem to be a taboo in advertising anymore, that you can show it. Um, you know, you have to be careful, but you can show it to both a younger audience or an older audience. One thing I would say, though, that we noticed with the younger audience was that because they do have higher death anxiety, they enjoyed the ads that showed um, the distancing, the humor, and they also enjoyed the Volkswagen ad where the death was not them. Do you know what I mean? They were, they're a younger audience. They were the, their grandfather had died in this ad and they were taking his ashes on the trip across the country. So in a way they were the survivor and they took that role and that was very relatable for them because a lot of them had had, you know, grandparents who had died. So that was more comfortable for them or then, you know, taking the role of like if a 20 year old person had died in an ad, I feel like they were more comfortable with the grandpa died and I'm the survivor almost. I think that 
that worked better for them. For sure. You could, you could, um, uh, I, I guess it's safe and kind of expected. Yes. And then for the older, the seniors, they were fine with um, having, because they've had people in their lives die and they've had that experience, but they were really um, concerned that the death that was shown be realistic. So if it was distancing and humor, that was fine. But if it was a heartwarming ad where there was no distancing, then they did feel like it should be quite realistic. So at one point, um, one of the people, the, the grandmother in the car says, I still miss him. And one of the, uh, some of our participants said, you know, that's really realistic. You never stop missing someone when they're gone. So that's, that's a nice thing to say. Or so, so, so they wanted it to be more realistic, whereas the younger people wanted it to be more relatable to their experience. Now you'd mentioned that um, some of them didn't find those death ads or the ones that you'd featured realistic. Was there um, something specific that they were keying in on that didn't work for them? Was that the McDonald's ad or? Yeah, so the McDonald's ad, um, they actually found it really realistic. They loved the story of the the boy and his mother talking about um, the father because they did find that to be really realistic, that that's a conversation that, that parents would have with their children. But the problem was the surprise at the end. Like the only thing the boy had in common with his dad was his love of McDonald's filet fish sandwich. And they just felt that was wrong. Like, like that's terrible for this boy. Like he should have something else to remember his father by. So they just felt it was just too, uh, yeah, that was the part that was very unrealistic. So, so that was the, yeah, that was the real stopping point. And that was for most um, people. So both the younger people and the older people, that was the one that was like the least because of that surprising McDonald's ending and then feeling like, what? The boy, the only thing he has in common with his dad is fish. So <laughs> they just, yeah, it was too far. This is all great news to me, Barb, because um, I've had ads rejected because we had a little fart in them. So, oh, yes. <laughs> well, and that's always the problem is convincing, um, you know, you might. I can tell you these are great ways to sell your product, but you have to convince the client that these are great ways to sell your product. But I feel like when we, you know, when we get this kind of research out in the world, sort of, you know, through the Globe and Mail and through podcasts, then it, people um, have more ammunition to say, no, this is going to work. And, and we understand what we're doing and we know how we're doing it to which target audience. Can, uh, speaking of podcasts, you have uh, Curious and Interesting, which is uh, a podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so Curious and Interesting is uh, just a two-minute podcast on what's new and intriguing in the world of advertising research. And a lot of times advertising research is not written for a regular practitioner audience. It's really hard to pick up a journal article and read it because it's very much full of academic jargon. And so our podcast is trying to just break that down into a two minute um, little uh, summary in layman's language of what this research is all about. So for example, uh, we have one podcast called Happy Birthday, um, how PSAs can stop binge drinking for those turning 21. So, and I mean, in Canada, it, it was a US um, study, but it would be, you know, if you're 18 or 19 in Canada, it's a rite of passage to to um, have binge drinking, but we don't want to have binge drinking. So um, what can advertisers do? So this is a, re a research study that um, looked at um, those people who had been through that ritual and just um, figuring out how can we uh, help them 
to say no to binge drinking to celebrate responsibly. And so um, that's just one example. The topics cover all sorts of advertising topics, and they're all papers that were published in the um, Journal of Current Issues and Research in Advertising, which is um, the journal that I'm the editor of. And so every, um, every time we put out a new issue with um, five to seven papers, we have five to seven podcasts that go along with it. And they're open access. Um, you can get them on YouTube if you just look at Journal of Current Issues and Research and Advertising. You can search that or just J Cira, C-I-R-A. So um, you can just check that out. But it's a nice way for um, you know, people in the industry to understand the new things that are happening in research that can help them support, give evidence to their decisions. Yeah, it is fascinating. And I love that, that you're, um, I guess, condensing that research down because you're right. Those, sometimes those journals can be a little uh, daunting to, uh, to pick up, not to mention expensive. Yeah, exactly. If they're not open access most of the time, so you have to go through a university library. And also, you know, you, uh, you just don't have time in your day to be reading, you know, a 40 page paper and trying to figure out what's the takeaway. Because a lot of times they are written for an academic audience, theor- like, you know, more about theory. So what you need to know is like, well, how can I use this? And so that's what we try to do. I will link to that in uh, the show notes for this episode. And I'll try to also link to uh, the ads that we talked about. Um, Barbara, how can people find out more about yourself or the University of Saskatchewan Edwards School of Business and the research that's going on? Or, Well, you can definitely check out our website. So um, Edwards School of Business has a research portal website where you can check out all the research that we're doing. And I also have to put a plug in because we have a master's of marketing program now. And so it's a two-year a master's program for people who are interested more in the research side of um, advertising and marketing. And um, and then if you're ever interested in um, a PhD uh, program and uh, being a professor, which is a great job, let me tell you, um, <laughs> then definitely uh, you should check out our website for that as well, our master's program, because there aren't very many in Canada. And so it's a great way if you're interested in this more academic research side of things to try it out before you need to go on to a PhD. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for uh, sharing um, your research with us. And uh, I'm probably going to reach out to you again sometime to uh, talk more about marketing. It's been a a delight. Yeah, thank you so much. I really had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm.